Hey there, this is the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, and you're listening to episode number eight. Are your fears and limiting beliefs holding you back from living the life you've always dreamed about? Fear of judgment from others, failure, criticism, or maybe your past experiences and relationships are haunting your actions today. Do you long for a more fulfilled life, but are lost on how to get there? After spending years longing for more, but too afraid to make that leap due to her own limiting beliefs, Jennifer finally found the secret to moving forward towards living that fulfilled life she always longed for, and she made it her mission to teach you how to do the same. Within every episode of the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, Jennifer, along with her weekly guests, will dive into topics surrounding personal development, mindset, wellness, spirituality, and so much more, arming you with the skills and strategies you need to break down your own limiting beliefs, unlock your true potential, and live the fulfilled life you were designed for. So grab a pen, grab your favorite journal, and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, and today on episode number eight, we are going to be talking with Amber Cox. Amber is a diamond beach body coach that has a passion for spreading the importance of self-love and self-care by mentoring clients to discover their full potential through creating change from the inside out. And actually, Amber and I have known each other since childhood, but we didn't stay in touch as we grew older. But it was through our passion for helping others and our own health and fitness journeys that we reconnected several years ago. Amber and I share a love for healthy living, fitness, and helping others, and travel. And she's a guru when it comes to staying healthy and active on long road trips. So I'm excited to bring her on the show today to chat about some tips and strategies for uh, all of you. So let's jump right into the interview. Hey, Amber, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, Just so the listeners know, uh, Amber and I actually have known each other for years. Um, I think going all the way back to our childhood and our parents are friends. So, uh, But we reconnected several years ago when we uh, reconnected through our healthy living journey. Um, So I'm excited to, to actually like have a podcast interview with you know, a good friend of mine. So before we jump into today's, today's topic, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. Um, as Jennifer said, we have known each other since we were little. Um, I now currently reside in Kansas City, Missouri with my husband, and we have three kitties. And I am an avid knitter. I love to read um, and drink coffee and travel. I definitely have been bitten by the travel bug over the last few years. Um, but my my fascination with health and, fit, health and fitness started when I was 28. So about 11 years ago, I discovered that I was gluten intolerant. And I had been going to an allergist for some time just because I'd had a lot of reoccurring sinus issues. And we were trying to figure it all out. And so I was meeting with him day or weekly. And we were getting um, giving my giving me allergy shots. And nothing was really helping. And he kept trying to push me to uh, have a food panel, which would mean, you know, like testing my blood. And I didn't really want to do that because I knew deep down that there was probably something wrong with my diet and I just wasn't ready to do it. But I knew that the way I was feeling wasn't 
something that I wanted to continue doing because I was just miserable. And I'd never really correlated the fact that what I was fueling my body was really actually a key part of why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So we decided to do the food panel. And of course, it came back that I was highly allergic to gluten. And I knew right then and there that I was just going to give it up because I was so tired of feeling bloated. I was achy. I couldn't think clearly. I just had a really foggy head all the time. My joints just ached. I felt like I constantly had the flu. It was miserable. I was moody. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. tired all the time. And so I just decided that it was time for me to start educating myself. And I was really thankful that this allergist um, provided me with a lot um, in regards to how to do that through diet. And so I just really started from there. Um, And of course, you know, had some ups and downs, went back and forth with sticking with a gluten-free diet and then falling off course. And I got into Weight Watchers because I wanted to lose weight. And it really helped me open my eyes with portion control because that was something I really needed. But then I started to go back to eating really bad foods because they were low in points. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I started having those same symptoms again. So I found Beachbody on social media and something about it just clicked. And I dove in headfirst and uh, teamed up with a coach. And she really helped me get on track with not only my nutrition, but with my exercise as well, because I was not doing that really at the time. Um, and so I decided to become a coach really to just kind of help hold myself accountable. And I figured if I could help somebody else along the way, then I was doing something right. You know, I wanted people to feel the way I felt because I feel like most people don't really know how good they really can yeah, feel. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's so funny to hear people say they, you know, are okay with taking medicine, but, you know, saying that you need to give up a, you know, certain type of food, like that's just not like the world's ending. Yeah. 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 And it's not. And so I really want to just help people um, realize that they are in control and they can take back their health. Mm -hmm. So I left my corporate job after 20 years. Woohoo! Um, woo-hoo, yes. <laughs> and I've decided to just pursue this full time. I have such a passion for it. Um, and I just love seeing others actually like have that light bulb moment like I did and realize, you know, that there are answers and that, you know, they can take back the reins of their own health and fitness. So I run monthly online private groups um, that help mentor women like me and how I was when I first started. Um, and we really focused just changing from the inside out. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. That's awesome. And I, and I like how you, um, you know, at being, at being a part of Beachbody, it's not like in your, in your groups, you don't just focus on the exercise. You also focus on the nutrition and making those positive changes. So I think that's a, that's a good light to shed on, on what you do as a Beachbody coach. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's more of a mindset than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my whole mindset changed when I started this. And I mean, it wasn't something that I looked for. I mean, I was the biggest negative Nancy. You know, uh-huh. to me. <laughs> but once I started this, I mean, like my whole world just changed. Uh-huh. So yeah, I just want others to know that. All right. Well, today's topic or today's episode is is going to be one of several that um, I'm going to be sharing on staying healthy while traveling. And today's episode 
is all about healthy road trips. And I wanted to bring Amber on the show because, like me, she loves to travel and she loves a good road trip. And she's become quite a bit of an expert on how to stay on track uh, with your your nutrition, hydration, and even keeping your body moving while venturing out on the road for uh, long periods of time. So tell me about some challenges that you faced in the past when trying to stay healthy uh, while on long road trips. And was it always as easy as it is for you now? Yeah, no, it definitely was not easy when I first started. (laughs) Um, I winged it a lot, which I kind of tended to do in all areas of my life. So um, I ate a lot of fast food. You know, I mean, we we would just get on the road and, you know, we would just go until we were hungry. And Uh it was always ended up being, you know a food of convenience, something quick. So we could just get right back on the road. Um, so, you know, if it wasn't fast food, it was chips, which are one of my biggest weaknesses and soda. And I, I didn't drink enough water. Um, and I really just let being on vacation become my excuse. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just like, well, I'll worry about that when I get back and I just go off the rails. So, Mm -hmm. It was definitely a challenge. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yes. And I, and I uh, would say the same for me. I I am guilty of winging it a lot um, on road trips uh, until I finally learned, like, um, and it wasn't, and, and life is all about balance. Uh, and so if you, you know, I feel like if someone wants to maybe on vacation, you know, you know, have a meal that's maybe not in direct alignment. But for me and you, where we, where food actually negatively affects us, um, I just got to the point where I realized like, I, I can't keep winging it because I don't want to feel like crap for the next two, three weeks after vacation, because I let all these, you know, foods into my system that, you know, you know, upset my, and, and inflame my system. So I yeah, would definitely, definitely say don't want to be laid up in yeah, bed on yeah. vacation either. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I would say I did the same thing. The biggest challenge for me was um, not knowing how to – winging it. And I think I did wing it a lot because I just didn't know how to plan. And so um, – and I think a failure to plan is – um, like one of the biggest uh, pitfalls and a common struggle of someone that you know is maybe trying to stay healthy and they're and they're and they're traveling a lot. I think a, a failure to plan ahead. You know, you hear the statement. Um, you know, a, a a failure to plan is a plan to fail. Um, so I think a solution is you know be as detailed as you can. So how do you plan ahead? Yeah, um, definitely planning is key, like you said, and I just do a ton of research. Before I I go, like I, I, you know, once we figure out where we're staying, I just look to that area to see what restaurants are, you know, nearby that are going to actually, you know, accommodate a gluten free lifestyle. And thankfully, nowadays, it's a lot more common. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, you know, you can find pizza plate, most pizza restaurants now have gluten-free crust. Uh-huh. I mean, even if they don't see, say it online, I would, I will even call them. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of times they do. Um, plus I really like to try to stay away from chains cause I think it's more fun, you know, to just uh-huh, venture yeah, out and yeah. find local joints. And a lot of those places tend to have more of a gluten-free, you know, type of organic farm to table type food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So I also love to, um, stay in VRBOs or Airbnbs. Um, and that's something that we've just recently started doing and it really helps us, um, with planning because I can pack a whole bunch of food ahead of time and I know that I'm going to have an actual full fridge because <laughs> yes. usually you're staying in a house or an apartment, you know, mm-hmm. and that really helps because we, then we don't have to eat out 
three times a day because uh-huh. I'll be honest, I do not like eating out that often. Like I just don't feel good. Even if I know that it's been gluten free, I just don't eat a lot like that all the time. Uh-huh. So doing that helps us, you know, be able to like maybe make breakfast, you know, and it helps save money too, because you're eating there, you know, so yep. we can have a breakfast there or we can pack a lunch or, you know, have healthy snacks on hand. Um, I love to prep snacks before we leave. And so a lot of things that I like to pack are homemade granola, nuts, Lara bars. I'll boil up some eggs beforehand to have. I'll go ahead and peel them so that they're just ready to eat in the car. That's a good idea. Yeah. Veggies, fruit. Um, I always take my Shakeology. It's very easy to just throw in a cup and shake it up and have that. Um, And then we also... On our on our day out, when we head out of town, we always we've had this tradition where we make these uh, gluten free chicken bites, and they're actually called um, Parmesan chicken, but I call them choke me chicken because <laughs> they're just really loaded with a whole bunch of breadcrumbs, gluten free breadcrumbs, <laughs> and so many times I've choked while eating them, so I've just renamed them choke me chicken. So I'll make up a big batch of that, and we'll actually eat on that for two or three days. We like to eat it cold. So we'll have that and some veggies. Um, And then I always pack workout clothes. Uh So, you know, always make sure you bring your tennis shoes because you can get out and you can explore on foot. Um, And then I might toss in a yoga mat or some weights. Um, If I'm flying, I will throw in a resistance band. And um, my husband likes to always tease me and say that I pretty much pack everything but the house, which is (laughs) pretty true. But you know what? I, I would rather be prepared. And fall short. And so. that is actually one of the reasons why I like to do road trips um, versus flying because I do feel like I can bring everything that I know I need that I want to be able to, you know, eat well and, and stay active. I mean, it's not always possible. Like, for example, when we went to Oregon, you know, last year, the driving would have took quite a while. Um, but yeah, so... So that's what I don't blame you because I'm the same way. I, everything in the house is packed, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel I feel like I'm completely prepared. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I think plan, plan, plan is a definite um, a failure to do that is a definite struggle and a pitfall people, um, you know, commonly fall into. Um, and another is. Uh, another pitfall to avoid is caving to the pressures of your travel companion. And, and hopefully this isn't the situation that most people are in. But sometimes, depending on who you're traveling with, you know, if it's not your close friends or family, they might not be as understanding uh, for your accommodations or the things. And so, you know, my solution for that I would offer is just stick with what you want and your values and, and not cave to, you know, the, the those pressures. So, Absolutely. Um, and in addition to, okay, so we, we've talked about nutrition on road trips, but in order, when we're, when we're talking about healthy in general, like staying healthy, one of the, one of the also uh, important things to remember is to keep yourself active, especially if you're in the car for a long time. Uh, this is something that I'm horrible about, uh, because, um, you know, we're, we have this destination and we have a certain time we want to get there and we want to make good time. And, you know, we kind of like have this challenge to ourselves of like, you know, pushing through Road Warrior and like getting there. And um, but but it's actually bad for you because you're sitting for such a long period of time. And I recently read an article and, and the title was uh, Blood Clots Are Be- Becoming the Silent Danger of the Road Trips. And I was like, OK, wait a minute. I need to read this article. 
And so it was in the article talked about how extended travel time is a risk factor for developing uh, what they what they call DVT or deep vein thrombosis, which is a blood clot that develops um, in a large vein in your and usually your legs. And the real danger is the potential for, you know, obviously to break loose and travel to your lungs and can cause other issues. And so they recommend in this article to minimize your risk. So and I don't want anybody that's listening to this think, oh, my gosh, I can never take a road trip again because I'm going to die. But but it's something just to just remember. And it's something that I know I need to be more cognizant about is um, take time. Don't worry about, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing and sitting for a long time. Um, make sure you sit in a comfortable position. Uh, stretch your legs frequently. Like stop at, you know, gas stations, you know, or road or um, uh, rest stops and get out and kind of stretch your legs. I try to like extend my calves and rotate my ankles a lot when I'm sitting, not even in the car, but also flying to kind of like get my legs moving. Um, they also recommend to wear comfortable, loose fitting clothes and then also to stay hydrated uh, because dehydration can actually increase your risk um, uh, for blood clots. Uh, but also, uh, and I've fell victim to this, is I. I maybe don't drink a lot because then we have to stop more for bathroom breaks and you really just create like a bad situation for yourself all around. So, so what are some of the strategies that you use to stay active when you're, you know, in it for the long haul? Well, I've definitely fallen victim to just yeah. wanting to go, you know, like, cause you just want to get there. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And I definitely, when you said maybe not drink as much because you know, you're gonna have to stop cause I have the world's smallest bladder. So I feel like I'm always saying like every 30, 40 minutes, can we stop to go to the bathroom? <laughs> so, and I drink a lot of water. I mean, I usually drink a gallon a day or more. So I definitely kind of get in that mindset sometimes, uh-huh. but We've kind of started this tradition when we when we go on road trips now where we maybe take the less beaten path uh-huh. and we maybe add on an extra day just because we love to explore and that's one of the things we do love about road trips and so we will try to find tiny little towns, you know, and find their square and get out and walk around and maybe if we're not even going to go into any establishments but just to see what's out there, uh-huh. you know, if there's a riverfront town, get out and walk along the river. Um it just, it gets, it gets you out, you know? And then of course, like you said, every time we stop to gas up, I'm out of the car, I'm moving around, I'm stretching, you know? Uh-huh. And then I will also keep my hands busy by knitting, <laughs> <laughs> knitting or crocheting. Not that that probably really helps, but it does keep me, it keeps me awake. <laughs> yeah. Did I lose you? Are you there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, you, you froze. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I'll cut out. I'll, I'll, I will crop this part out. So okay. we'll okay. just go right back into it. Let's see. Okay. You, you said you're keeping your hands active. Yep. So, so go right into, um, uh, that you dress comfy and we'll, and I'll just cut from there to here. Okay. Yep. So, um, at, while we're on the road too, I don't ever try to be stylish. I used to, um, but now I'm all about leggings, Absolutely. comfy shoes that I can take off, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, loose sweatshirts, just being as comfortable as I possibly can because, um, you know, I just want to be comfortable and you want to be able to stretch and move around. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, uh, when, when I would, what's funny is we would travel when we go on long road trips with my parents. They're always like, well, you know, you guys don't like to stop as much as we do. So we're going to have to go on our own. So if my mom's listening to this, um, mom, we're going to start stopping more often and I'll stop with you because I am super guilty of doing this. And I have started to try to like, you know, rotate my ankles and get out at gas stations, um, but it's not near enough. So, so staying active, as active as you can be in terms of you know, allowing your body to get up and move in long road trips is also all part of staying, you know, healthy, you know, while traveling. Um, and then, and, and, to t- and to go back to what one topic we just mentioned, uh, a common struggle, the, the whole concept of dealing with unsupportive people in your travel group. Um, I think that's, I think that's actually a challenge to, to think about because the, I have been in situations where, you know, not necessarily my family, but I might be on a, like a work trip or maybe I'm traveling with a group of friends and friends of friends. And, and, you know, I maybe and maybe it's just that I'm, I wasn't comfortable myself or maybe, you know, I got the whole like, oh, do we really have to find somewhere like that to eat? So um, have you experienced any, you know, any situation where, you know, maybe you've been with unsupportive members and, and how do you deal with that? Um, well, I don't really come into it too often anymore. I know like just in general, when I first started this whole gluten-free lifestyle, I think people kind of probably thought it was all in my head, even though I had a piece of paper showing that. <laughs> no, really look at my blood test. I really Sadly, to I think that's very <laughs> common. Yes. It's like, no, I'm really not just making this up. Yes. So, um, but yeah, my husband is very, very, very supportive. And so is my family. Both of my parents now actually eat a gluten-free diet. So that makes things a lot easier when I travel with them. Um, it, it can be kind of annoying, you know, cause my husband's very spontaneous, spontaneous. And so he likes to just kind of go. And so I know that when we first started, traveling more and I was, you know, doing all this research, it it would kind of irritate him. You know, he was just like, why can't we just wait until we get there and see, you know, just (laughs) whatever we happen upon, we'll go in. But I think he's finally come to see that that just doesn't really work, Mm -hmm. you know? And so he's, he, he understands that. And that's very, 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 very helpful. Um, Uh well, there's also been times where I've been known to find a place that I absolutely love and I will go back like two or three times because uh-huh. I just want to try everything on the menu. And that just happened to us recently when we went to Columbia this last fall. Uh, we went back to this place three times in two days. <laughs> but nobody gave me any grief, which was nice. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, you know, if it isn't broke, go for it. Just keep using it. You know, keep going yeah. there. Don't worry about it. You know, if it makes you feel good and you know you're not going to be sick, go ahead and enjoy it. Um, but I would say if you do encounter someone that's giving you trouble, um, just, you know, kind of take a step back and kindly explain to them why mm-hmm. you're doing this. And I know, like you were saying, I, I wasn't comfortable with doing that at first because yeah. I don't, maybe I didn't feel like I was educated enough to explain why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and I've even kind of been snarky at times and apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry that my way of living is <laughs> causing you such grief, you know, like my eating habits are, you know, that upsetting to you because I mean, really deep down, it's, they're the ones that have the issue yeah. with themselves. It's not you, you yeah, know, per se. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you're just touching a nerve with them. So, yeah, just being open and honest and yeah, I think and that'll I get think- you- and having that confidence, which, you know, like I know in the beginning, I, I didn't, I lacked that, but having that confidence to just 
know that this is this is something I value. This is something I, I do for myself because, you know, I feel better um, when I when I do it this way. And so just sticking to that and not, you know, not caving to, you know, feeling like you need to also at the uh not feeling like you need to please people because I'm a people pleaser. Um, and so I tend to just kind of like try to go with the flow and, and try to please everyone else around me. And I just kind of realized, you know, like I can't keep sacrificing, you know, my own, what I would like in, in terms of, you know, it sounds silly, but how I would like to eat, <laughs> right? Um, you know, to keep everyone else happy. So, yeah, no, um, I was that way. I, I remember, when I first started really doing this and I would go out to eat, I would not ask for a gluten-free menu. Like I felt bad. I was like, Oh, I'll just figure it out on my own. You Uh know? And my husband would be like, would you just ask for a menu? (laughs) And I was just like, no, no, no. I don't want to be a burden. You know, like they have to walk back and grab another menu, you know? But I mean, I was, and I, I totally understand you're with a big group of people and you don't want to be like, everybody's wanting pizza and you, you can't have dairy. And you're like, well, yeah. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't eat there, but I mean, you have to, you have to, uh-huh. <laughs> if it really is going to affect your health, you have to do it. Amber and I recently, um, we were in a book club together and we went to a local, um, farm to table pizza place that did offer gluten-free pizza. But at the time, um, uh, you know, Amber and I also don't eat dairy. And so we shared a gluten-free pizza with no cheese on it. And it was actually really good. So it was. <laughs> so it does help to have supportive people because um, I think, you know, not that I wouldn't order, have ordered that by myself or vice versa, but the fact that, you know, I had someone with me that was like, hey, I get it. Like, I'll split that with you because I know like what you're, you know, what you need and on the same way. So that was nice. And and nobody in our group gave us grief either. They were like, they were all cool with it. So I and think, even the waiter, they didn't even really look no, at no, us they like, didn't even okay. blink an eye. They're like, oh, no cheese, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So was. let's talk about some strategies, which we've already kind of touched upon um, some of them. But but uh, let's talk strategies for our listeners that maybe they can, you know, write down and kind of pull up for their next road road trip. What are some what are some strategies that you would recommend if, if someone's getting ready to head out on a road trip or planning road trips this year uh, to kind of help them, you know, stick to their health? values while they're on the road? Yeah. So uh, number one, and this is something that I just started doing probably within the last year is to pack a reusable water bottle, even if you're flying, because mm-hmm. we all know that, well, one bo- bottled water is not cheap. And I actually hate the taste of bottled yeah. water. I think it tastes like the plastic. So the great thing about using, taking one of these is that they're bigger. You know, you can take a 32 ounce cup with you and you can go into gas stations and you can refill them for free at the soda stations. Just make sure that you're getting the water. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not the, I, I've, I've hit the wrong thing a few times. So, um, and they don't charge you for that. Um, and then also when I've flown, I just take it with me and I keep it empty. You go through security, yep. get into your gate, and then you re- you fill it up with water at the water fountain there. Mm-hmm. And you're saving five bucks and you're also saving the planet by not, you know, using a bottle of water. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that is probably my number one tip. And then, Again, like we've said before, just planning ahead. Take some time to really research the area that you're going to. Take some time to prep some snacks that you can take and you can eat on all week. You know, like make a big batch of granola. Make some muffins, you know, Mm -hmm. just anything that you can take 
and make a little bit more convenient for you. Pack workout gear. Um, and then, like I said before, maybe if you're not going to stay in a VRBO or Airbnb, uh, look for a hotel that has a free gym or pool so that you can access that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and we're actually, when I, when I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I'm doing a whole series on how to travel, you know, stay healthy while traveling, I'm actually doing, um, we have an episode coming up where we're talking all about how to research an area ahead of time um, for where you're going to stay healthy. And then we're also doing a whole episode on staying healthy while flying. Like this is the road trip episode and we're going to do one that's all about flying because that can be tricky with, you know, security and all that. Um, And I'm actually trying to do an episode um, on just staying healthy through using a VRBO or Airbnb because that is something that I definitely um, advocate for because it does allow you to, you know, be able to, you have a refrigerator, you have a stove. So if you want to cook, you can, but you don't have to, but, but you're, you know, you're not limited to a hotel mini fridge. It just, it just makes it so much easier to, I feel, I I feel much more comfortable with my food selection and and have more control over what foods I have uh, packed uh, when I, when I stay in a VRBO. Yeah, definitely. So, but I like your your recommendation of filling your ga- water uh, bottle up at a gas station. I don't know why I didn't think of that because I will take my water bottle with me everywhere I go, but I will buy water and pour it in there. So I need oh to no, I did that too, and I don't I I don't know if it was somebody that was with me once and they did that, and I was like genius. Why yeah, I know. Why did I think that, about you that? Know? Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I think somebody must have been with me to do that, and I was like, hello, because I was like you, I would actually buy like a gallon jug, uh-huh. you know, and just refill it my water bottle that way. But then it wasn't cold. I'm I like yeah. my water. So. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna put that into use, especially for yeah. the kids too. Um. And, and, um, the research ahead, like I said, we're going to do a whole episode on that, but that is key. Um, I think that's a definite strategy and also, um, not just research, um, if you're going to stop, you know, halfway, like kind of even look at those locations. Um, but also, uh, when you mentioned planning snacks, because that's something I do, I, now granted this isn't the, the flying episode, but I have to mention, um, you haven't gone through airport security until you go through airport security with your, uh, romaine lettuce and mayonnaise and <laughs> like oh, I did when we went to, um, we went to, when we flew to Portland, it was a long flight. We were flying over lunch and I wanted to have my lunch with me. So I had my romaine, you know, lettuce hearts and I had my primal avocado oil mayo in little three ounce containers and they were cool with it. I mean, they had to look at it all, but yeah. like, um, I was amazed. Like that was my first test. You know, I had uh, guacamole with plantain chips. I mean, I just had the whole like, sh- like gourmet, you know, buffet on the flight of my own food. That's awesome. So, but it made me feel comfortable <laughs> and, and that's my go-to. Like you said, your go-to, uh, is choke me chicken. Um, (laughs) Mine are romaine lettuce wraps with some, you know, with some good quality lunch meat. Um, When we went hiking in Oregon, like I threw that in baggies and threw it in the backpack and we would stop along the way in on our hikes and eat that. Um, I I think find something that you like. Um, I I don't use a lot of um, like prepackaged bars just because a lot of them have nuts and I'm allergic to nuts. And so 
there's just not that many out there that are that are that are an option for me. But if you can eat nuts, there are some there are some good ones out there. Um, I have made my own granola as well. So I really just think like just it doesn't take a lot. Just plan ahead and know like what you're going to do when you get there. Like, are you going to be, you know, being outdoors and and so not just planning for the food for while you're driving, but also, you know, do you do you need snacks and food for the activities that you're going to do while you're there? Um, so, yeah. I think those are some key strategies. Um, let's see what else. Oh, and I would also mention, I mean, obviously this is kind of a given, but packing a cooler or bringing a cooler with you um, in the car. So if you do pack something that maybe needs to stay cool, um, it, it makes it easier and you just have it all right there in your cooler in the back of your car. So, Oh, yes. Highly recommend a cooler. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what would you say is your biggest piece of advice uh, to someone uh, that's, you know, maybe, you know, loves to head out on the road, but just isn't sure, you know, how to stay on track while doing so. And I know you also run monthly accountability groups that are always full of these types of tips and recipes. So, you know, why don't you, you know, tell the listeners, like, what's your biggest piece of advice? And then also maybe go ahead and tell them about some of the events in the groups that, that you have coming up. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would just say, again, I know, I know we've, we've hit it several times, but definitely just planning. Um, you know, even if it's just a day ahead of time for you to plan out some meals, just because it really, I mean, even just in life in general, just planning out ahead of time so that you're not just caught off guard, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're stuck and you have no good options and then you cave. Um, and so, I mean, really as it can be daunting, I know to think about planning ahead of time, but I mean, I, I know for me, I'm a procrastinator when it comes to packing, but when it comes to like planning out my food and stuff, man, I'm on it. Like uh-huh. I'm thinking about it a week or two ahead of time. And like you were saying, I will, you know, map out like what days we're doing what, and you know, maybe we stop and get groceries once we have landed mm-hmm. where we are, you know, but I know what I need and I, I'm not caught off guard. So definitely planning is my biggest takeaway for anybody that's uh-huh. traveling. Yeah. And what was, I'm sorry, what was the other thing you asked me? Oh, well, uh, in addition to that, uh, go ahead and tell the listeners about some of your events and your groups that you have coming up that kind of, you know, would, 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 would help them with, you know, support and accountability. Yes. Um, all I can say is definitely surround yourself with support, positive energy and motivation from other like-minded people on the same journey as you. It is so important and it is really the one thing that has kept me consistent with my health and wellness journey over the last three years. Um, Every month I run private online wellness uh, groups to help hold others accountable to their goals that they've set. We kind of walk through how to actually even set up goals Mm -hmm. um, and then help them create the action steps that they need to take to actually reach those goals. Um, we, we focus on incorporating simple ways to clean up their diet and add exercise into their daily routine. And then um, the biggest focus I, I feel and one that I, I just really heart, I like harp on all the time is just creating a positive mindset and uh-huh. a belief within yourself. I mean, it, that's where it starts. Um, and so, you know, by these people focusing on that, they learn that they're not having to just overhaul their life overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. during these three week groups, we really break it down and show you how, you know, just slowly taking these little steps and making small changes, you know, you're going to start to see results. You might not see it overnight, but that's okay Mm because you're you're creating lifelong habits that are going to stick with you, not just for 21 days, but Mm -hmm. for, you know, the rest of your life. So, Um, The results have been amazing. Um, I love seeing people actually, you know, 
set goals and, and achieve them. So it's, it's wonderful. Um, they run for 21 days and we meet privately in a Facebook group. And I have two groups that will be coming up. The next one will start on Monday, February 13th. And that is a three week group. And then the, the next one after that will be Monday, March 13th. And that is another three week group as well. Okay. And we will, I'll leave links to um, how so, how our listeners can, can contact you if they're interested in doing any of your, any of your 21 day groups. Um, we'll put that link in the show notes. Awesome. So, okay. and, and, and I like how you mentioned mindset. We actually, um, episode number three of the podcast is all about mindset. And, and I talk about mindset and that not only in that episode, but also a little bit in the, in the intro episode, um, because, it wasn't until I really started working on my mindset um, that I really started to see like things change. And so I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like we just, no matter what topic we're talking about, we always come back to mm-hmm. mindset. So, so when you're, you know, traveling and, you know, you're going on a road trip, you know, if you have that mindset of, if your mindset is, is, is aligned with what you want and your goals, then, then, you know, staying on track, you know, will be like a no brainer. So. Absolutely. And since we're talking about travel, I love when I get to talk about the Wanderlust side of Wanderlust and wellness. Do you have any upcoming road trips planned for 2017? We do. We are headed to Minneapolis uh, in late March, so I'm sure it'll be really nice and warm Cold. then. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably be out walking around in shorts thinking it's nice and warm. Yeah. And we'll up. But we're heading up there to check out Prince's, the late and great Prince's estate. Um, and then I'll actually be heading back there again in late May, so that will hopefully definitely be warmer. Uh-huh. And then... This summer, I will be going to New Orleans, um, but I'll most likely be flying there. Um, and then we are trying to plan out where we've just started. It's in the works of taking a summer trip somewhere around Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. really excited there for is, that. And, and the name is escaping me, but there is uh, a little island up at the top of Michigan. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm sure there's some listener out there who's like, knows exactly what I'm talking about. You take a ferry over to it. Oh, um, Oh, it's escaping me. But anyway. No, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Like I that actually is have on, a friend that writes books about that place. Yes, that is on my bucket list. And I was like, oh. man, can that was something I was like, can I squeeze that in this year? Because I really wanted to get up there. Uh, one of the trips that uh, we want to do is we, we want to take kayaks up, um, you know, to the lakes and, and do some kayaking. Um, there's also a national park up that way. So. Nice. So yeah, and the Prince's trip sounds right up your guys's alley. Like yeah. <laughs> like that is so you know, a trip I could see you taking. Oh yeah. Um we are actually headed to Arches National Park in April. I'm excited about that. Um, I we, we don't get to the Southwest. We, we rarely go. And so that's one national park I've wanted to kind of go and hike and explore. And so we're going to head there um, in April. And then we have a couple other road trips coming up. And then um, we're actually going to be taking a trip to Alaska for Mike's 40th birthday in the fall and uh, but we we will not be driving obviously we'll be flying so but i would say my first road trip that i got to gear up and plan for um is is to arches national park and it's going to be a long haul so i'm definitely going to put these strategies into play and keep myself active and plan you know uh, my meals out and we're going to be camping so then i'm really going to need to you know plan out my food um so yeah so yeah that'll be fun where where is arches it is in Utah. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you are driving. We are driving. But, you know, ironically, um, you know, it's, I I, want to say it's like maybe like 15 hours. And to me, I feel like everywhere we go is about 15, 14, 15 hours. So to me, like a 14 and 15 hour trip has become to me like a two hour trip. It's just (laughs) common. So, yeah. So, but we may, we may cut that into two, um, you know, split it halfway there and back. So we'll see. But. Once we, once we get over 15, it gets a little like, okay, we, we're definitely stopping. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today. It's always fun to chat uh, about staying healthy while still wanderlusting around the country, um, especially with you, because I know you love to travel, too, just like we do. And before we go, uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, um, I can be found on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Amber Cox, C-O-X Fitness. And I'm also on Instagram, and my handle there is Miss Knitfit. It's M R S Knit K N I T F I T. Okay, and I'll leave um I'll leave both of those links in the show notes so that people can access you directly. So, thank you again for joining me today. Um, hopefully the ice storm, the 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 impending ice storm that's coming our way stays away, and we can you know get out and about this weekend. But I appreciate you coming on and talking about. Um, a, a, a wanderlust, but yet wellness topic uh, to, today with uh, how to stay healthy on a road trip. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a great time. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find all the information needed to connect with Amber in the show notes at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash podcast. You've been listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. Be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness at wanderlustandwellness.org or join our mailing list to get instant access to all of our upcoming programs and resources at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. Or you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wanderlust and Wellness. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.